This programme is sponsored by the Wolves Disabled Supporters Association. The giant is stirring. The dream is being realised. Hello and welcome to the Wolverhampton Wanderers audio matchday programme. And today, Wolves take on Everton. As ever, there are messages from head coach Julen Lopetegui and your captain Ruben Neves. We'll take a closer look at today's visitors and find out how He Chan Huang spends his time away from Molyneux. Welcome to the match day programme. It's Wolves versus Everton. Firstly, a note from your head coach, Julen Lopetegui. Julen writes Good afternoon and welcome back to Molyneux for the final time this season as we celebrate a big achievement together. We were all very happy to have achieved Premier League safety with three matches of the season remaining, because my players, my staff and I really enjoy working at this club, and we have enjoyed being able to help the team achieve its aim. After the Aston Villa game, I reminded my players how far we've come as a group, and as a club, during the past six months. Being bottom at Christmas with four points between ourselves and the teams above relegation meant we were in a very dangerous situation but the players have worked very hard with a big commitment and our fans have helped us a lot. For me, this point is key. Without this energy, without this commitment and without the connection of the players and the fans, this would have been impossible. I want to say thank you to all our fans for their support this season. Your support has been key. You have all played your part in our successes this season and I'm very grateful for the support you've given us, especially here at Molyneux. Ever since I arrived here in November, I have been welcomed into the pack, and I am proud that I've been able to pay back your support by helping to keep the club in the Premier League. It has been one of the most difficult achievements of my career, and we could not have done this without us all pulling together in the same direction. Now we know that we'll be playing in the Premier League next season, we can start looking forward to the future, but for the future it's key to know the economic future of the club, where we can go and the aim that we'll be working towards. We are always trying to do better, not only for ourselves, but for our fans. And for the next season, we're going to fight to have the best squad to be able to make our fans happy. But to do that, we know we're going to have to invest if we are to achieve greater things. But this season is not over, and of course we want to finish in the best position possible. And today we have a match against Everton, and I welcome Sean Dyche, his staff, players and supporters to Molyneux. Everton are a big team, a big club, and they're fighting hard to be safe from relegation. They have good players, they have a very good and experienced coach in the Premier League who knows how to avoid relegation and can show that to his team, and they're having a good end to their season. That is why they're such a dangerous opponent, because they're fighting to live or die, and we have to be ready to compete in this kind of match. It's not only about the quality, but about the aim and the will that Everton will have. The demands of this kind of match are more than just playing well, it's about fighting until the end. We will need to put the importance in each individual fight, so we're able to give everything possible on the pitch. We're happy to be back playing in front of our fans, and we're going to try and finish well, knowing the dangers of the opponent, but knowing our aim and our will has to match this. Thank you again for all your support this season. Enjoy the game. Hulin. And now a few words from your captain, Ruben Neves. Ruben writes... Today is our final Molyneux match of a season which has been tough, but I'm so proud of everybody that we're finishing it with our aim achieved. It was a big relief after the Aston Villa game to have confirmed survival, after what has been a tough season. There were low points, especially before the head coach came in, but we have treated every game like a final since he arrived, and I think we deserve to stay up. 
We've worked so hard together, players, staff and fans, and thankfully we can breathe a little easier today. We've needed to keep strong at home the last two months, and that's what we've done. Results here at Molyneux have kept us up. The Villa game was my 250th for this amazing club, and that was another proud moment for me. It's no secret how much the club and city mean to me, and it's been a dream to play 250 games, especially with many being in the Premier League. Playing here in front of our fans is always special, and they've been like an extra player for us, especially recently. It's amazing the support we receive, and the atmosphere for the Villa game was amazing, one of the best this season. For one final time today, I'm sure we'll have that same backing. Unfortunately, we were not able to follow that win up at Old Trafford. It was a really tough game, and they started well, pressing us, but once we calmed down and played our game, I thought we did well. They are strong on the counter, though, with fast players, and they hurt us. The second goal came because we were pushing forward, but we weren't able to create too many clear chances. We had a few movements which were well worked and set pieces too, but they were clinical up front. I was very happy for Dan Bentley, who made his debut last Saturday. Since he came in, he's worked so hard for the team, and we see in training how good of a goalkeeper he is, so he deserved his chance. Of course, we lost, but he was fantastic and made some super saves. I'm proud of his performance and hope it's the start of a successful career at Wolves. We have two games remaining, and we want to have as many points as possible, that's our aim. Today we'll do everything to get three points at home. Our fans at Old Trafford were fantastic, and we can't wait to play in front of them again today. The interview. Pedro Neto. Mentality above talent. Given his wretched luck on the injury front, Pedro Neto's mental strength has been equally as important as his football ability over the past two years, and it's that facet of the game he highlights as the primary reason Wolves have maintained their Premier League status for another 12 months. An ankle injury picked up at a significant moment in Wolves' season, the final game under Bruno Larger at West Ham United in October, robbed the 23-year-old of another half a season, after much of his 2021-22 campaign was disrupted by a different but equally frustrating knee injury. His return in the thick of a fight against relegation has provided glimpses of the player which lit up Wolves' lockdown season, and his late-season flurry including helping the old goal to victory over Aston Villa a fortnight ago, which led to confirmation of survival, has given hope for the future. Neto watched on from the treatment table as Wolves were sat bottom at the World Cup break, and as Julen Lopetegui arrived to transform the club's season across the winter. But given the good times the Portuguese had experienced at the club, he was playing in a Europa League quarter-final less than three years ago, he's well positioned to pinpoint the reason for an improved second half of the season. I think above all we had to realise that above the quality we needed to have the attitude, Neto said. We have a lot of quality, but more than some of the teams above us, but it's the will to win. I think we missed it a bit, but the team has regained it again. The idea of the club was always that we have quality players, but we always had the DNA that we'll fight for every ball, fight every week for every point. I think the mentality's come back a little bit, and we have to continue with that. Any coach could come in, but the important thing is the mentality. Of course the coach will help with the tactics, even with the mentality, but above all, the players have to put in their mind that they have to work hard. It's a difficult league. We've always had quality players, even the season before we started really well, but didn't finish as we wished. It's the mentality of the players as individuals. We have to have the mentality to win every ball. That was always our DNA, and we're getting back to it. Even if a coach does that, it has to come from the player. The mentality to win every ball, every fight, and score goals. The fight for every ball was never more evident than in the 67th minute of Wolves' West Midlands derby with Villa two weeks ago. 
Villa were trying to play out from the back with the South Bank breathing down their necks, but Neto was on a one-man mission to stop them. The winger hounded as many as five members of Villa's back line, and as he put Alex Moreno's clearance out for a throw-in, his celebrations were a picture of determination to help his team. It's that level of commitment which has seen Wolves secure four consecutive Molyneux victories in clean sheets, which have sailed the old gold ship to the survival shore. Neto admits the pressure has been on the group over the past six weeks, with Wolves in the thick of relegation battle in April, but the winger says they've secured safety while still enjoying their football under Lopetegui. We were in a difficult moment, but it was a time we had to enjoy, he says. Of course we had the pressure to stay up. In each stage, if you're fighting for fourth, seventh, you always have pressure. Our mentality is always to fight with the best teams, but things didn't go as we wanted, but I'm here to help the team, as are all the players. The important thing for the season was to finish with the goal we had in mind. At the end, we've reached our goal to stay in the Premier League, but that is not enough for our club. The quality that we have, the players we have, we always want more. The end of the season has almost come at a bad time for Neto. Back in the team, doing what he enjoys, another ten games added to the end of the Premier League season would be savoured by nobody more than Neto, who has looked back to his old self in recent weeks. With a pre-season under Lopetegui to look forward to, Neto will be determined to return fit and ready to make up for lost time in gold and black, which he hopes eventually will lead to a return to the senior Portugal fold, after he scored in his return to under-21 action back in March against Romania. I'm always ready to help the team. To get my rhythm and to get back to my best form, I need minutes, says Neto. I'm here to help the team, of course. I have my goals to come back to the national team again, and this kind of stuff. But I came back from injury, I'm looking forward to helping the team and getting minutes, and to come back to how I was. That tunnel vision is keeping Neto on track. He doesn't want to be defined by his injuries. He's just a 23-year-old with a passion for football, a passion for his trade. Now, as Wolves prepare for the final Molyneux fixture of the season against Everton, the Portuguese is focused on putting his frustrations on the back burner and getting back to what he loves doing. It's a little bit frustrating after the injury of last season to have another long injury, he says. It's a little bit difficult coming back and then having a lot of time out of what I was enjoying doing. I'm looking forward to have more minutes helping the team and to get the form I want, but above all I'm feeling positive because I'm doing what I enjoy doing. This programme is brought to you by the Wolves Disabled Supporters Association. For more information, please contact Dennis Green. You can find all the information you need at facebook.com forward slash Wolves DSA. The giant is stirring. The dream is being realised. The visitors. The Toffees. In the penultimate game of the season, Everton make a 90-mile trip from Merseyside to the Black Country as they continue their battle against relegation. Sean Dyche's Toffees are currently sat 17th in the Premier League and will be hungry to keep their status as one of six clubs to never be relegated from the division. Last five. Everton nil, Man City three. The Toffees were unable to stop an Ilke Gundogan-led freight train at Goodison Park as Manchester City were able to pick up a 3-0 win to continue their title charge. Brighton won, Everton five. In arguably their most impressive performance of the season, Everton were able to score five against the high-flying Seagulls at the Amex. Leicester 2, Everton 2 
The points were shared in the battle between relegation rivals Leicester City and Everton. Everton took the lead before having to fight from behind to snatch a valuable point. Everton won, Newcastle 4. Goodison Park was unable to withstand a barrage of goals from the on-fire Newcastle United, as the Geordies left Goodison Park with a 4-1 victory in convincing fashion. Palace nil, Everton nil. Facing a Crystal Palace team that had found goal-scoring form under the returning Roy Hodgson, the Toffees were able to clip the Eagles' wings and keep a clean sheet away from home. First Impressions Wolves 5, Everton 0 the 26th of January, 1889. Wolves and Everton met for the first time during the inaugural campaign of the Football League, with both clubs being part of the 12 founding teams. It was Wolves that took the spoils in their first encounter, as 4,500 fans watched the old gold convincingly defeat the Toffees 5-0. Wolves would finish that campaign in third place, while Everton would finish eighth. Replayed. Wolves 2, Everton 1. The 1st of November, 2021. It's been 18 months since these two sides met at Molyneux, with Wolves managing a 2-1 win thanks to goals from Maximilian Kilman and Raul Jimenez in the first half, giving the old goal enough for the three points, even after a goal from Alex Uobi. Everton's Magic Moments Number 1. The Class of 85 Often toted as the best team in the history of Everton Football Club, the class of 1985 is also recognised as one of the greatest sides in the history of English football. Led by club legends such as Neville Southall, Kevin Ratcliffe, Peter Reid and Graham Sharp, the Toffees were able to convincingly win the 1984-85 First Division, 13 points ahead of Merseyside rivals Liverpool. That was not all, however, as Everton also defeated Bayern Munich in the semi-finals and Rapid Vienne in the final to win the European Cup Winners' Cup. Number 2. The Magic of the Cup The 1994-95 season was significant for Everton. After years of struggling in the post-Kendall era, the Toffees were finally given something to celebrate, as they were able to defeat a dominant Manchester United side in the final 1-0 to lift the FA Cup trophy for the first time in over ten years. Paul Rideout scored the winning goal, which gave Everton fans a reason to celebrate after another disappointing league campaign in which they finished 15th. Number 3. Remember the name, Wayne Rooney. Wayne Rooney is arguably the greatest footballer England has ever produced, and it was at Goodison Park where a 16-year-old Rooney made himself a talking point in English football. Everton faced reigning Premier League champions Arsenal, where young Rooney made his way off the bench while the score was tied at 1-1. Up stepped the boyhood Evertonian, who took a perfect touch before firing a strike from 25 yards out, which gave Everton the win. It's safe to say Rooney had quite the successful career after that goal. Number 4. No Rooney, no problem. It was all doom and gloom at Goodison Park after Everton sold an 18-year-old Wayne Rooney to Manchester United. Hopes weren't high after the Toffees finished 17th with Rooney in 03-04, but little did Everton fans know they would earn a spot in the top four by the end of the following season. Signings such as Mikel Arteta on loan and top scorer Tim Cahill from Millwall propelled the Toffees up the league, where they would finish in a Champions League qualifying spot despite a goal difference of minus one. Number 5. Martinez Magic it was the end of an era for Everton as David Moyes left the Toffees after 11 years of service to replace Sir Alex Ferguson at Manchester United in 2013. 
Spaniard Roberto Martinez joined from Wigan and had an immediate impact at Goodison Park. His side would finish fifth in the Premier League with 72 points, the most in Everton's time in the Premier League. Signings like James McCarthy, Gareth Barry and a certain Lukaku were vital in Everton's charge to European football under the young Spanish manager. The Global Stage After the football calendar this season was transformed for the Winter World Cup, we take a look back at the Wolves' representatives at major international tournaments from yesteryear. Euro 2020. Connor Cody. Just under 24 months ago, England reached their first ever European Championships final, and the Wolves' captain, Connor Cody, was among the three Lions squad. With Euro 2020 taking place a year later than scheduled due to the COVID-19 pandemic, and in select stadiums across Europe, England played all bar one of their fixtures at Wembley, beginning with the opening match against Croatia. Raheem Sterling opened the scoring for England in the second half of a match which saw Cody named as a substitute, earning the first of seven points the three Lions obtained during the group stages. Cody never made it off the bench throughout the Group D fixtures, as his side were held to a draw with Scotland before another sterling effort claimed a narrow win against the Czech Republic. After an impressive 2-0 win over Germany in the round of 16, a quarter-final meeting with Ukraine was the only England game during the tournament which was not played under the famous arch, as Gareth Southgate's men ran out 4-0 winners in Rome. Again, Cody was not brought on for either of these two games and had to watch from the bench. Although Cody never made it onto the pitch in either the semi-final as England overcame Denmark or the final against Italy, which ended in penalty shootout heartbreak, his impact on the squad from behind the scenes was hailed by his teammates and coaches, with assistant manager Steve Holland naming the centre-back his player of the tournament. Disability Focus Mental Health Chris The impact of the pandemic is still lingering and can affect anyone. Everyone has mental health and well-being, which at times can be more positive or more challenging, and it is important that our foundation continues to offer support, especially after the pandemic. Head for Health is a Premier League and Professional Footballers Association-funded project that has additional funding from the City of Wolverhampton Council. One Wolf supporter has opened up about his own mental health and how it affects him. Chris said, Every day I live with a condition that makes me unstable. It makes me sad, angry and happy at times and I never know what type of person I'll be that day. I have to change the way I go about things, or what I do, because of traumatic experiences, but I always feel safe at Molyneux, because I know we're all family. For more information on Head for Health, please contact the following. Males, Matt Campbell at wolves.co.uk Females, Megan Walters at wolves.co.uk Hashtag, it's okay not to be okay. Chris's favourite Wolves player Steve Bull. His favourite away ground. Bournemouth. His favourite Wolves moment. The third goal for Wolves at Villa Park in 2021-22. What Wolves means to Chris. He says, Wolves are my home, my family and my life. Away from the action. He Chan Huang is the final player this season to share what he gets up to away from the football pitch and in the local area. What do you like to do away from football? I enjoy board games in my free time and watch Netflix, says Huang. Also, I enjoy shopping as well. Do you watch football outside of Wolves? I would say not a lot, he says. 
But I watch K-League, Premier League and Champions League. I watch my game back at home and watch with the analysts together with my team the next day. Additionally, I watch it again in my personal time. Are there any other sports you'd like to play? When I go back to Korea during off-season, I enjoy boxing for fun, says Huang. Is there one activity you wish you could try? Yes, I wish I could try skiing and motorcycling someday, he says. Where do you like to visit during time off? London. There are many good restaurants to dine out. Are you quite active during your downtime? I prefer to rest at home, says Huang. How much have you explored Wolverhampton? Not much as of today, says Huang. I usually spend my time at home, but one day for sure I would love to explore Wolverhampton. I think it's an absolutely great and cosy place. Is there a specific restaurant or cafe that you like to visit? I enjoy going to Fiume to dine out and the restaurant at the Mount Hotel. I would say the foods are awesome, especially the steak is very good, says Huang. Additionally, Cataldo's is my favourite place. After a game, I always crave carbohydrates and proteins. Do you spend time with your teammates away from Compton? Probably once a week and sometimes every two weeks, says Huang. Which teammates would be the best and worst to spend downtime with? I get along with all my Wolves teammates, says Huang. I would enjoy spending my downtime with any of them. The giant is stirring the dream.